And we are back. Because we have no self-control, and that was the only way we could get five seconds of silence, I guess. Oh, oh shit. Oh, that <laughs> I was like, that's the machine. The mysterious ticking noise! Oh, God! <laughs> like, just... Dumbledore! <laughs> Welcome to the Geometric Oh, speaking... Podcast. Okay. What? This uh, is probably going to be cold intro or inserted somewhere, but speaking of representation that's not really representation, Dumbledore being gay. Yeah. Because it's not mentioned anywhere in the books, and it's kind of sh- in that sense. And if you're talking about, like, representation like that, Harry Potter's filled with that. You have... a. Uh, um, yeah. Hermione uh, being a person of color, possibility of Harry being a person of color, uh, not represented at all. Hell, you watch the movies and they've basically got no people of color. There's one character who is played by a person of color actress, in, a POC actress in the first movie and I think the second. This is but then, Brown. yeah, Lavender Brown in the second she starts dating Ron. She's white. Well, actually, I remember there being a reason for that, and because that the, those movies were coming out when the books were still being written, and the director made a bad choice in that when J.K. wrote Lavender Brown as being white explicitly after Lavender Brown was initially cast as a person of color, okay, and that just happened to coincide with when the movie was being released, where she started dating Ron Weasley, so. While I guess there's an excuse that doesn't necessarily mean like what why not the just movies, leave it? Yeah. The movies are already essentially an AU for the books. Like the movies yeah. are never canon to the books. Like if you look at Lord of the Rings, they're essentially fan fiction. Well, I mean, so so is the Star Trek reboot now. It's, it's Absolutely. Treated, it's being treated like canon, but it's written kind of like subpar fan fiction. It is fan fiction. It's subpar it's, fan fiction. Yeah, they take they take a character who is canonically a person of color and they cast a white dude. Um <laughs> like JJ Abrams, you f um. Anyway, we're not the best people to be talking about this because uh Well there's I I'm, I know I'm very well versed in Star Trek and it, it, it takes I know it, it takes a layperson to look at the new, the reboot and go well that's f- yeah <laughs> and no I know I'm just saying maybe we should stick to talking about LGBT issues because those are the ones that All we right, can really some, speak to and there's something there too we can talk about we've, it because <laughs> we're eighty percent white possibly more than eighty percent okay well yeah let's let's, let's talk about an LGBT issue in her yes. because there is one. Like, you're talking about Dumbledore, of course. Like, Dumbledore is a problem mm-hmm. of representation. Not to mention the fact that it was implied that his partner was essentially wizard Hitler, which is... Yeah. Um, just saying. Wow. Wait, really? Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Grindelwald. 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 Grindelwald uh, was wizard Hitler. Yeah, he wanted to uh, do some sort of, like, ethnic cleansing stuff. It was... It was, yeah, not good. And Dumbledore's like, ah, yes, that guy. I like him. And this is like high school crush. That must have been some phenomenal dick. Because otherwise (laughs) there's no explanation for why on earth you would want to Unless he had a kink. Just like whisper. Oh, Whisper in my ear. We have to kink kink shame Dumbledore. We have to kink. We have to kink shame his f***ing brother. Oh, yeah, we do. Goats. That's right. 
goats. Goats. <laughs> like, whisper in my ear some neo Nazi bullcrap. Oh no. <laughs> Turns me on. Oh god. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, we need an intro. Hello and welcome to the KMX Like Octopus Podcast. We built this podcast with our own arms. Hello, everyone. That's right. It's me, Kyle. I know my voice is your favorite. Vanity aside, I hope you're enjoying our mini-series on gender and sexuality, and I hope you're able to learn or enrich your understandings of these topics. It's 2016, and we believe these discussions need to be held because it's about damn time. Trigger warnings for this episode include ostracization, homophobia, transphobia, and violence towards people of the LGBT community. Please be a responsible listener. We have some cookies and tea, and we would like to welcome you to our warm cavern of philosophy where we try to pick apart the world and understand what we can. Of course, it's necessary to have some laughs along the way as well. Join me and the rest of the group for episode 8, LGBT is neither a lifestyle nor a choice. Night is cold but your heart's colder I will wait for you The glitch in your eyes pulled me under But I will wait for you There's nothing left for me to do Than run and act myself a fool No point in trusting anyone Your eyes of time and see me up Never thought that it could be this rough No point in trusting anyone section of the geometric octopus podcast we are still in our series where we're talking to klaus about uh lgbt issues okay so we have with us cosmo tracy and kyle and our special guest star klaus i'm still here motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> have not left <laughs> That's great. No, (laughs) leave it in. I think this is a fair representation of my personality, so. (laughs) Okay. 
So, I believe today we were going to be beginning off with uh, talking about uh, housing issues, particularly college, because that's the one that we're going into and we're going to have to deal with that. So, personally, I'm worried about college because at the university that I want to go to, their dorms are uh, separated by gender particularly by floor, and they have communal showers. The showers have partitions, like hard partitions, but I'm still a bit worried because while I can deal with, while I can end up like not having a a roommate, it'll be a little bit harder to not have a place to shower or go to the restroom. Thankfully, they do have restrooms on campus that are not gendered. But kind of one of the major issues with that is I don't want to have to deal with transphobes and I'm going to be starting on estrogen when I first get to college. So I am going to, for all intents and purposes, look very much like a dude. Well, um, when we're talking about housing on college, when it talks about uh, talking about gender, especially in this kind of scenarios, I've lived in scenarios like this for about a week and a half in, in time. Uh, it's not fun. Same. But typically, what we have in college situations is like there will be. Um, I, I've talked to several colleges like in, in preparation for this exact scenario because it's very stressful. Um, about like, well, what kind of housing do you have? And typically, sometimes there'll be like a rainbow floor. They call it that. It was kind of noxious. <laughs> I it was like, like okay, uh, I really hope it's not colored obnoxiously because wow. But everybody's <laughs> gay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there'll be a rainbow floor, and that's where all the queer kids get to be. We'll just, we'll just put them in the same floor. Put them on fine. an island. <laughs> gay island. Gay island. Gay island. Um, <laughs> Uh, it, it's, yeah, it's essentially the gay island of campus, I guess. Um, so, it yep, segregate us. Know, segregate it's, us it's based on... Like, oh, yeah, we're accepting you, but all black people go to that one side of the college because, you know, yeah. you don't have rights yet. Well, it, 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 it's the same kind of issue we have with, um, oh, God, do you guys ever see Dear White People? Because I, I think you should have if you hadn't, but... It was good. Um, what is it on? I have a disc at home. I'll hit you up. It's, um, it's its own movie? It's its own movie. Ooh, sweet. I want to see it. It's yeah. fantastic. I loved yeah. it. The only reason I'm referencing it right now um, is because it's set on a historically black college. Well, not necessarily. Is it a historically black college? I can't remember. But um, there's a historically black uh, student union and a, I believe a, a housing building. Is that what they're called? It's been like a year and a half since I've seen this. But anyway, so it's a big building almost entirely black people and you don't have to live there if you're black but people often choose to because it's the black community you live there you eat there you sleep there because you you want to you've chosen to and i hope that i would hope that that is the idea behind situations like rainbow floors in colleges because at the same time like i'm fairly certain that i would not be required to live in gay island on this college but uh I, I would. I actually do appreciate the idea of there being like an option of being in an entirely queer space because, like, God knows it's probably safer if not entirely safe. I don't know. It, it's. Uh, I mean, it's not like there's a you, <laughs> having a fraternity or sorority, sorority, sorority um, <laughs> that you can go to as a queer person and stay there. So that's the closest we've got, I guess. But we of course have situations where that's not an option. 
but we're not having rainbow floors and stuff like that. So, in the case of being separated by gender, almost almost always, uh, this, this goes for both gay people and trans people, and anywhere on that spectrum, honestly, you have to make that choice of, like, where do you feel most safe? A lot of times there isn't an option, like, there isn't no, I feel safe here or I feel safe there. I personally would not feel safe in an all-men's dormitory. I would not. I never have, and I never will. Same. But I also would not feel comfortable being in an all-women's dormitory because, first of all, (laughs) what typically happens in that scenario when people figure this out on any color on the little flag that is my life, I get put in the bathtub. That's where I sleep. It's awful. And I'm just not down for that. What? I, it's happened to me. It, it was it was ridiculous, and I, I I wanted to like you. I wanted to sleep on the balcony, honestly, because you the have bathtub a, was bad. You have a dorm room. No, it was a, it was a it, this was a, this was a scenario where we were being separated by gender. We were on a oh. giant giant trip, and I was stuck with like three people who were like cis girls, and they figured out that on occasion I like to kiss girls, <laughs> and they decided the best idea was. I'm not allowed on the bed. <laughs> and there are two beds. And there are straight people everywhere. <laughs> Why not and have the, the straight people sleep with each other? <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems straight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're they're straight girls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's um I, yeah. I don't I don't like sleeping in bathtubs. It's 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 not fun. But same. There isn't really Nobody likes that there, other than I I, maybe Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say he enjoys it. I'm just saying it might be a. Have you seen that gif? <laughs> Bathtub can fit me in the yeah. so that would be fun. I yeah. tried to take a bath for the first time in a long time. And it gave me like a neck ache. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How do you think I'm feel? I'm six five. <laughs> It works when you're like a kid, but as soon as you hit the five foot mark, it's like, okay, life's about to get hard. <laughs> I could maybe fit in a bathtub if it was the size of a hot tub, but mm, other than that. Anyway, so yeah, that is a that is a pretty big concern for many LGBT um, youth who are going off to college. Um, uh, another thing is like, what if you get roommates? Like, do am I gonna have to come out to everybody on my floor? Am I going to? <sighs> I'm probably gonna end up coming out to everybody on my floor because I have massive anxiety issues and I don't want to deal with transphobes. So I'm basically gonna tell them, yeah, if you don't want to be on the same floor as somebody who's transgender. Go talk to housing and leave. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is weirdly reminding me of, like, I've been in classes before where, like, the teacher on the first day, like, derives some, some way of making all the students in the entire class, like, make their political and moral alignment really clear. <laughs> so, like, on day one, you know, okay, I'm not sitting next to Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, walk up in the door room, like, hey, what up? I'm trans. Leave if you want to. <laughs> just, just let's get this off the bat right now. We don't have to screw around the whole year. Just, just make your I'm decision trans. now. <laughs> I'm trans and gay. <laughs> so if you want to go, just leave. Also, 
if you're uh yeah hit me up if you're not <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm doing the whole finger guns thing yeah so uh yeah, that's gonna be interesting. Fight off chasers though, that's not fun. Oh, oh yikes! What are chasers? True, they're people who do not view you as your gender. They're people who view you as the gender that you were assigned at birth. There are gay men who are who chase like trans women and various other forms of chasers. It's but so upsetting. Because yeah, you'd it's think it, that you'd be like in like, the same boat being LGBT. No. Oh no, no. no, no. no. The further okay, though, right? The but further you are, because they want to like they're like, oh, you're. Yeah. They think. Yeah. Kind of how it works is, uh. um, if you look at the um, sort of hierarchy, you can see it in the uh, acronym. <laughs> uh, yeah. L is at the top. Then G. Then B. Then T, then Q, then I, I, A, A, 2, P. <laughs> There's yeah. multiple models. There's we need, we need models. one that starts off with, like, D at the top. <laughs> yeah. So you definitely... And then you have trans people who don't believe in gay people. I mean... Look at, uh, uh, what's her name? I would have to say that's very, uh, that's, that's a minority. It starts with a C, it's... Caitlin? Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner, she doesn't believe in gay people. Caitlyn Jenner is a massive pain in my ass, and I'm going to tell you exactly why she's a massive pain oh, in my yeah. ass, because I am in so many areas in my entire life where I can't explain why Caitlyn Jenner is a pain in my ass, and why she's a pain in the ass of most trans people. Uh, <laughs> She's not good representation. Yeah, there's that. There's everything else about Caitlyn Jenner as well. <laughs> there's there's her one. entire like, being. Like the name <laughs> having the name being a name that is traditionally spelled with a K and spelling it with a C. I feel like it was just that was just petty Kardashian. Crap. Yeah, but, that's what I'm um, saying. Is like it was a it was a political move rather than. Because your name is very personal, and I don't think you should, like, change your name to fit a well, petty argument. Well, we don't actually know what Caitlyn's yeah. thought process is when True. it comes to how she chose her name. We also don't know what her thought process is for how she decided to come out, which was basically, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I am. Which, I mean, for a lot of people, that is the way that we yeah. do it, because we don't feel safe coming out and being like, okay, well, I'm trans, and I'm about to start transitioning. But, like, you, you, you're you not passing, quote-unquote, like, at the beginning. And that is part of why Caitlyn Jenner is a pain in my ass. She talks about how trans people are obligated to pass. And that is possibly the shit thing that she has done as a representative of the trans community, because she is a representative of the trans community no matter how much we don't want her to be. We're stuck with Caitlyn Jenner. And it's hell. It can, because in, in no scenario, especially in my academic life, am I, am I able to... Like, people who barely know me approach me while I'm on campus and will say things like, oh, well... Have you heard about Caitlyn Jenner? I'm like, no, I've been living under a rock for six months. I don't know. What do you mean? But I don't say that because I'm not that sarcastic when I'm talking to strangers. It Wait, takes a- gay <laughs> marriage pass 
half a year ago, too? I had no idea. I thought we were still in the 1950s. Why are you using you as a singular pronoun? Have you it's seen Rose thou. Yet? Wait, what? That's an old movie by now. You're in the past. Uh, anyway, you, yeah. you, you can't, like... You can't sit down and say, well, what do you think of Caitlyn Jenner? Your response can't be, well, she ticks me off, because then people like, oh, the trans person thinks that Caitlyn Jenner is a bad person. I can say whatever I want about Caitlyn Jenner. No. So, instead of being able to say, like, well, Caitlyn Jenner uh, likes to, what, what, we, what we say, uh, be an asshole yeah. about other trans women. Which Especially the tr- other the, trans women who aren't in her position of privilege, aka she's yeah. pe- people who can't transition, people who don't want to transition, people who are not yet transitioned to the point where they pass as cis. She's a jerk to them. She publicly humiliates trans women who don't pass as cis. And it's incredibly embarrassing. And it's incredibly damaging. But you can't say that to a lay person. You can't just say, like, Oh well, this 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 and that doesn't matter. All they hear is I don't like Caitlyn Jenner, and they hear I can now talk about Caitlyn Jenner however I want. Yeah, which almost invariably ends up with misgendering and calling her by her dead name. Yeah, that's a thing. Oh, and another thing: tabloids love Caitlyn Jenner. They love Caitlyn Jenner not just because of the things that she says, does, and essentially is involved in. They love Caitlyn Jenner because they love psyching people out about Caitlyn Jenner. And this is a huge pain in my ass as well because I'm approached by actual adults. Functioning adults who think that they are totally knowledgeable. Who approach me and say, Have you heard that Bruce Jenner is transitioning back to being a man? And I go, What? The unholy hell just left your mouth. Where did you hear that? And they go, oh, I heard about it on Facebook. There was a link to this news source and I lose my marbles because why? Why would you ever just look at a news source, not follow it, and never see it confirmed on main news sources, never and continue to see people on like mainstream media refuting it and go, nope, that's definitely the truth. I saw it with my eyes. I read it. It must be true. I read it online. It must be true. <laughs> Obviously, Abraham Lincoln said, don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> yes, I read that on the internet. I, I know that. Abe was an expert at using the web. He, he, he was fooling Wikipedia HTML. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. George Washington came here. George Washington freed everybody. George Washington like was a Tumblr blogger. And, yeah, and he was all for equal rights. He although he racist. wanted to be a king and he also knew how to Thomas well, Jefferson I mean, was from 4chan. <laughs> Andrew Jackson's a great guy. So if you see a link on the web and you know it's false. You pretty much have to prepare yourself for ignorance fest for like the weeks to come. I, I have the hell, a hell of a time on Facebook, and uh, mostly because I'm I feel obligated to stay friends with people that I'm I've been friends with on Facebook, and like I I met you yesterday, and you found me on Facebook somehow. Congratulations! I feel like I can't not friend you because you have me clearly in your mind. So, and and wait I'll wait like a week, and invariably something pops up, and I'm like holy hell. 
And it'll be something like, ISIS releases new list of targets in the United States to be hit within the next week. And I'm like, you can't be serious. And I have, and, and like sometimes it'll be as simple as me saying, no, that's not true. I don't know where you pulled that out of besides maybe your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that's just not, no, it's not true. And unfortunately, it doesn't really matter because like sometimes that person will friend me and I'm like, okay, well, fine. And someone else will send me a friend request because now I have a mutual friend with them. Okay, great, whatever. I don't have the energy for this. And then like five people in, suddenly a neo-Nazi with a Confederate flag as his background is trying to friend me in the mic. This has gone too far. <laughs> mm. Reasons why I only friend people that I know on Facebook and I'm also currently unfriending everybody who's transphobic. So... It only takes like one or two posts, you know, for someone to like figure it out. You know? <laughs> yeah. See who see who comments on your post if you post about something to do with trans rights. It's like uh, OMG, <laughs> I mean, something similar. It's like OMG. Everyone uh, who likes this <laughs> post is getting blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know if you want to get blocked. Just hit it up, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's how I know that I have no actually active Twitter followers <laughs> because. I tweet about some stuff, and I retweet tons of interesting things, and, uh... They're all bots. <laughs> none, none of them unfollow me. I'm like, well, they, they follow too many people anyways. Like, the libertarian. You're, like, you're like one post in <laughs> That, too. Like, I, I, I tweet about the libertarian things. Follow for more sod communism. I, 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 I tweet about the, the, um... I've retweeted certain things about, like, POC and transgender, and, like, no one reacts to it. I'm like... Maybe they're just yes. very tall. Like either either they're really cool, just ignorant, and don't watch their Twitter feed, <laughs> or they're really, or they're really good people who have the same values as you do. But they I don't have trust. enough energy to retweet. Like, <laughs> they oh, just yeah. can't re- make yeah. themselves hit the button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I follow too many people. And Maybe they're stop. stoned. <laughs> they're, I know at least half them are. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like we, uh, um, uh, we, uh, socially engineered is as <laughs> as we... <laughs> Things that should have become the copy pasta of 2015, but alas, yeah. did not quite make it. <laughs>
Okay. Employment? That'd be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, in a lot of places, people can fire you or not hire you because you are LGBT. So those are the very separate... Uh, places... Different letters are separated by different laws, you know? Yeah, hell, there are places where you can just not be served because you're LGBT. And God forbid you try to stand up for yourself because it might just it might just go to the Supreme Court, you know? And it could just... Or you there. could just, you know, walk out of the diner and get shot by some hillbilly. Yeah, it's, it's mean, always that, you know? Yeah. But when it comes to actually employ- employment of LGBT yeah, people, employment. Um, we're talking about like people not being able to be hired. Is that that's a thing? People can people can decline to hire you because you identify as something other than cisgendered heterosexual. That doesn't really take much. Like, and there's the grounds of religious right, which is almost always cited. And when there's no protective laws, then you can't do anything. However, gladly, federal law is now refuting this federal law now protects people of all identities, so that's fantastic. You can't be fired from a federal office. Yeah. Here I come, NASA. I'm coming for you. <laughs> you Hopefully and I. you're still there. <laughs> Please don't get defunded before I graduate. Um, Same, though. I'm begging you. Anyway. yeah. We've, we've touched on previously yeah. about how unemployment rates are very high. Yeah. Especially among transgender communities. Low among gay communities, even lower among transgender communities. And that's, of course, that's systemic prejudice, and that sucks. I mean, there's no getting around it. That just straight up sucks. And I don't don't have the words to, like, articulate the the exact nature of the suckitude that happens when you're being systematically (laughs) discriminated against. It's just just hard to articulate besides, wow, this really sucks because that's your internal monologue as you're getting rejected from yet another job. I mean, of course, I'm saying this in, like, the censored, like, non-Lewis Black version of this because... (laughs) Or getting fired. Getting fired is always fun. Yeah. (laughs) This is a situation where, like, you have a job, right, and you're not out, and then suddenly you're getting fired, and and you're not getting fired because... Oh, you're not being fired. You're being let go. You're being laid off. You're being... Because they're downsizing. Because they're downsizing, but they're a 300-person company and you're the only person being downsized. It's like that. It's subtle. And it turns out it's because the boss was behind you and your girlfriend when you guys were were standing in line at the coffee shop. Because, you know, we're safe. Especially on Facebook. Good Lord, Facebook. Don't ever friend your boss on Facebook. (laughs) Don't ever do it. Even if you don't friend them, you need... They can look at your stuff. They do look at your stuff on Facebook. God forbid you, you pronouns are always public on Facebook, and that's unfortunately your so. Reality. Uh, so God so forbid, don't use Facebook. <laughs> just straight up, don't use Facebook. Just delete it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah uh, use yeah. Unless you want to tiptoe around. Just why? Why are you deleting all your social media? There's Facebook. I need deleted, to get a Twitter. job. It's like, oh, I got hired today. <laughs> I got hired today, so I can't post anything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, um, another thing is, like, even beyond uh, gender, one of the things that people don't realize is that, yes, people get fired for homosexuality or bisexuality or any, like, sexuality or romantic or gender orientation. But one of the things that people don't realize is that asexual people and aromantic people are discriminated against in the workplace. And if if somebody finds out that you're asexual you can be discriminated against by your boss you can be discriminated against by your landlord because just people are 
so weirded out by the concept of asexual people, by the concept of somebody who just doesn't want to have sex with people, which is completely bogus and just weird. Like, I don't really understand that, and I don't think really very many people do. Honestly, it's not very visible. No, it's not. Absolutely. looking at statistics for asexual and romantic people, like, as a yeah. part of the population, and we're looking at one in, one, mm-hmm. was it one in a hundred or one in a thousand? I, I, probably closer to one in a thousand. And the thing about asexual and aromantic people is that generally we're not even considered to be part of the LGBT community unless we're asexual homoromantic. If somebody's asexual heteroromantic, they're, for the most part, not considered to be part of the LGBT community, which is not good because historically asexual people have been lumped in with LGBT people. Back in the, I think it was the 1920s, a common term for LGBT people was for, like, gay men, or not so much gay women, but for gay men was... Gay men were friends. Gay, gay women were friends. They yeah. were close friends. They were had Boston marriages. Yeah. No, what was the... Uh, there was No, there was another term, like, just for a single gay woman. The term for gay men was generally a confirmed bachelor, mm. which was also a term that was used for for asexual men or people who were asexual and male presenting. So when we're talking about historically with asexual and like spinster people, was another term. Spinster. Okay, so when, okay, 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 Sorry. okay, okay. This is this is a history thing. A lot of it has to do with lack of documentation. We did not have the words that we have today for asexual and neuromantic yeah. people. So we have to read between the lines and make the decision of like, well, what is this talking about? In the case of confirmed bachelors and and um, spinsters, Sometimes that's not a recognition of non-heterosexual romantic and sexual intimacy. Other times that is just a recognition of no intimacy at all. But we can't make that distinction based on words, unfortunately. But I highly doubt that there's a scenario in which we read into that and go, well, this always 100% of the time means a non-recognition of non-heterosexual attraction. There, there are situations like I've I've read into this quite a bit. There are situations where we have accounts of people who are asexual, like we have their diaries, and they are they are called numerous times confirmed bachelors. And we also have accounts of people who are homosexual who are called confirmed bachelors as well. So we have so, both of these cases. In the case of there being diaries, we have absolute confirmation. Today, what's happening with the asexual and romantic communities within the queer community is a lot of the times it's, it's a uh, conflict over the reclamation of the word queer, and there's an entire history lesson about that. I believe yeah. I touched on this previously. But there is a non-recognition of what happens to asexual and aromantic people, especially when we're talking about conservative Abrahamic religions. There is direct evidence of incredibly violent reactions within the same kind of communities that were getting religious prejudice against the rest of the queer community. The sa- these same areas of Abrahamic religious communities. And I mean this almost entirely with Christians. I mean this almost entirely with Christians. I, I can't I can't lie about that. I'm talking about you Christians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at you. You guys, you have this subset of people who are ass- to everyone. You don't even care. You're like, wow, that's different. I'm gonna kick its ass. I'm just well, gonna... Well, we just lost a few subscribers. <laughs> I don't care. Get, Bye. Get out of here. See you later. Actually, don't. Don't come back. Um, <laughs> uh. 
So this same subgroup has decided that asexual and aromantic people can totally be lumped in. And this is really strange, considering that chastity is a really valued I was just going to say that. Yeah. And reading, like, the manifestos of people who are making this argument of, like, well, asexuality is just as bad as everyone else, I can't say that it makes sense, because it fundamentally does not make one sense. Of the, one of the things about it is uh, people... Within communities that are like that, these people, asexual and aromantic people, and for that matter, everybody is expected to, they are expected to be chaste, but then they are expected to marry, and within that marriage, they are expected to have sexual relations. And the issue with that is, well, number one, there's the issue with aromantic people who just, you know, generally don't want to get married. (laughs) Um, and they're ostracized by their communities for that. And then you have asexual people who do have a romantic orientation, who do get married, and then their partners will tend to pressure them into uh, sexual situations that they do not want to take a part of, which yeah. is, yeah, not good. So there's this really weird, like, Gordian knot of um, what is and is not acceptable. And um, a lot of times I feel like this has to just come down with labeling people. In in the same way that we will see more prejudice against a bisexual person who labels themselves as bisexual, or especially as pansexual, if a person chooses to use the label pansexual instead of pan... uh, I didn't mean pan, I meant bi. (laughs) If someone decides to use the pansexual label instead of the bisexual label, despite the fact that there's no difference between what their orientation would be, no matter what the label was, you will see more prejudice against people who use the pansexual label than they do the bisexual label. And you will see more prejudice against bisexual people than you will against people who are saying, I'm not sure. And you will see way, way, way less prejudice against people who are saying, well, I'm straight, but I'll make an exception. Yeah, and then all of them are told, pick a side! Oh, God. Pick a side! It's time for football, (laughs) y'all! Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna eventually, and then you have poly people who are told you're going to eventually sit, settle down, and you're going to eventually pick a side, and it's just all around. Uh, I mean, it's it's shit for lesbian and gay people, it's shit for trans people, and it's shit still for people who are further down on that thing, because the further, obviously, the further down you go the less representation you have in media and the less good that representation is. Um, Although, to be fair, if you're talking about... If you're categorizing it by representation, it should probably be the GLBT. Because gay men... say that. Yeah, which is... Because men have to always come first, but... Was that a joke? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I didn't Okay. Um no, I was saying that as in I I was saying that in a very Wait until it doesn't to get that. Okay. Yeah, I Welcome to the That was no, I was not saying that. I was not saying that in a sexual fashion, but like in the sense of in popular culture, if you have a character that's a girl, that character is already considered to be something. That character is not considered to be generic anymore because that character is a girl. Men always take first priority. Men always come first in media, not 
<laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. God. Anyway. <laughs> Where, where did we get we do have we do have that issue where <laughs> where gay men are represented more than lesbians are represented more than bisexual people are represented more than transgender people are represented more than the entire rest of the orientations that are available and not not necessarily any of it is good yeah it's and gay men aren't necessarily represented in the greatest fashion so <laughs> further down on the spectrum you get, the shittier it is for you. Especially when we're looking at situations like, um, let's, let's take, uh, let's take Dallas Buyers Club as an example. <sighs> yeah, that's my reaction to when I hear that. <laughs> anyway. But it's me, so I'm gonna keep talking. Oh, um, after I listened to our episode, or our older stuff, I went and saw the trailer for that. I'm like, oh wait, I remember seeing this, and then I was like, like I didn't see the movie, but I remember seeing it advertised before. Yeah. So I watched all the trailers, and in the clips I did see, I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's way worse than it than it looks, unfortunately. Like that's what I was thinking. It's like it doesn't like cinematically, it's not bad, honestly, but the writing is so horrific, and I want to fight Jared Leto all the time. I had the hardest time watching Mr. Nobody because I was like, oh my god, it's Jared Leto back to just torture me by existing and I've... looking the way that he does. So... To expand on that, <laughs> Dallas Buyers Club is a representation of trans women as in that the trans woman character is written as a gay man. <laughs> it's that bad. Yeah. Which is something that you definitely find a lot in that sort of thing. And thinking about that, I was thinking about how in my interactions with older trans people, like trans people who were around when sort of the gay rights movement got started up, transgender people who were around like 1980s, 1970s, they tend to use terms that are very outdated that like trans people nowadays don't reclaim. And it's, it's very awkward to be around them because if you hear somebody using the T slur, I, I have a really hard time with that word. And like, there are certain slurs that I will sort of reclaim. Like I, I say queer because it's, it's an easier way than saying LGBTQIAAP whatever. I, I I don't have that acronym memorized. That, that's strange. Yeah, it's it's a lot memorized. easier. It's a lot easier than saying that, and it's a lot easier in writing just queer than anything else. But in this in a similar vein, I won't ever use the T slur because it's such. I I feel that it's it's more hateful. Hmm. And I know that I know that a lot of people nowadays do. But back then, to be fair, back then they didn't really have another term for that. So I, I understand why they use it. It's just very awkward. Well, it's like us watching a Rocky Horror Picture Show. And nowadays, we've, uh, if Rocky Horror Picture Show had been released, like, this year... It oh, would, yeah. <laughs> I, everyone on the entire planet would have just lost their marbles. It would just... It would just they're, it's, it's a nightmare. It's immediately a nightmare. However... Rocky Horror Picture Show was released at a time where all the language was different. Everything's different. The way that we're looking at everything. It was aspect, a lot better representation when it came out. It was fantastic representation when it came For out. For that time, because there, wa there wasn't any. There wasn't any representation. 
the words that we have now don't apply. Because if, if someone was to refer to a trans woman as a transvestite now, literally the entire community would blow up. Just It's just Does, poof. Absolutely. Because transve- number one, transvestite isn't even a term for transgender people. Exactly. Transvestite is a term that was created for uh, cis men dressing up in cis women's clothing. And even the person who created that used a different term for transgender people. Yep. It was, transvestite was a term that was generally used for a, a cisgender male, somebody who otherwise identified as male, dressed up in women's clothing in order to derive pleasure for himself. Which Woo! is not a good thing to be associated with. Um, if you're you a, trans woman. a trans woman, absolutely not. <laughs> not uh, something that you generally want to be associated with, anyway. Yeah. Uh. And uh, there's an entire thing involving like the RuPaul's Drag Race that gets get a little complicated sometimes. I'm very sometimes unclear and clear about like, okay, so is this performer a trans woman or are you a drag queen? I can't tell because you're because the way you talk about yourself is yeah. very ambiguous. These are of course older people, so it's hard to tell. I was actually confronted a while back because um, I really, really don't enjoy having to write down my gender orientation every time I sign up for college classes. But, you know, here we are. There's an option in the sheet that just says queer as your orientation or as your gender. And this lady sitting next to me just is so shocked and offended for the LGBT people for them because that word is there and she looks at me and goes I am so sorry I'm like what 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 is it I just woke up what do you want bitch I'm queer as fuck (laughs) that's me that is what do you want yeah dude and there are so many oh god there are a lot of terms that take a lot of people try to say oh yeah no you can't use that term and it's like watch "Mm." me yeah. There are a lot of terms that I don't even really know because I'm not, I I don't identify with them. Like, I know that there are a lot of people who identify as gender fuckers, which is, it's, it's a term for somebody who believes that gender, there are a lot of different beliefs, but essentially they want to fuck around with gender norms. It's like it's- the anarchists of the gender. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of, um, actually, there's a lot of conflict over whether or not the, um, gender fuckers actually qualify as being on the trans spectrum because sometimes these are cis people who are intentionally just dressing up in different clothing and wearing makeup mm. and it's like, that's something you can do as a cis person. Don't know if you knew that or not. Just reminder, there's nothing stopping you except for the heteropatriarchy from putting on lipstick right now. You could just do it. You know, and you don't have to be like, well, I'm going to take on this ter- this term and become a part of the trans community. Yeah. On the other hand, I, as a non-binary person, really enjoy the practice of gender fucking because it makes people really angry and I love it. I and, enjoy inciting this anger and it's so a long great as I term. have, like, you know, pepper spray on. Oh, it's, it's an amazing term. It's <laughs> just being able to use the term gender fucking is amazing (laughs) that tingling sensation in your ears and brain was caused by us the geometric octopus podcast Anne boudoir cosmo kavanaugh kyle mitchell tracy medcalf and our featured guest klaus mckendry all made sure that our discussion would have that effect on you 
If not, then I suppose you better get your money back. Whoops, good thing this is free. Either way, send your questions, comments, or contributions to gmetricoctopus at gmail.com along with any personal anecdotes you may have concerning this topic. Thanks for listening, and we hope you return for what may be our last episode in this miniseries. So until next time, eat some delicious food, have a great night's rest, and remember that it's not what happens, it's how you react. shit i have to call i have to call my mom before i can drive anybody and i was like oh shit <laughs> hello it's me <laughs> okay, i was hunts. wondering if i could get a ride <laughs> yeah <laughs> so where did the cookies go <laughs> tracy i gave them to you uh, uh, i gave them back so. no i didn't i put the other bag in my bag that's good I was looking for a bag. Oh, oh, so i put the bag in my bag. Bye. See you guys. This is sad because now there's only three of us. So how much time do you two have left? I was technically supposed to leave at two, but. Oh really? I feel like the sad little orphan kid waiting out, waiting out the window at them. I got until two thirty. Do you think there's time for us to play uh, a game? I'm mournfully waving at them. <laughs> they don't see me. The first thing we need to do is move that table into this. So after I'm done with this, there um, were so many times I wanted to cough during that discussion. I don't know why. I know. There was something in my throat. It was weird. Uh, I we're was still like, recording, by the way. You know, oh really? <laughs> they didn't even look. I feel so left out. So my dad isn't. And now we're done. Really.